What's up, team? This is Transform the Game Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Hempel Jr., and I am excited about this episode. Listen, y'all know how we do. Our areas of focus deal with relationships that we have as pastors and ministers. But more importantly, I like to address the area of ethics, our ethical code. I believe that if we develop the right code in life, how we manage those relationships will improve. Over the last couple of weeks, I've read some disheartening and sad things concerning women in ministry. I would like to kick the next couple of weeks off by going back to where this conversation first began for me, my interview with Pastor Paula Bruce at Freedom Alive Church of Greenville, listening as we discuss her journey as being a pastor who just happens to be a woman. Let's transform the game. Joining me uh, for this interview. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, ma'am. If you can, can you please just introduce yourself, tell us a little sure. bit where you pastor. Sure. Um, you are getting ready to graduate. I'm Absolutely. so yes, I'm yes. jealous. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yes. But tell us a little bit about yourself and, and we can okay. go from there. Well, my name is Paula Bruce. I am a pastor, been pastoring now, going into my twelfth year. Been in ministry almost 20 years. I'll celebrate 20 years in November. So started preaching when I was 28. And so through all of my 30s, now into my 40s, and into my 50s. So so ministry has been a large part of my life. Grew up in the church. Um, Left the church for a season, like most people do. You know, my parents, you know, made us all go to church. And then once I went away to college, I kind of did my own thing for a little bit. But then I came back. Praise the Lord, I Praise survived God. and lived tell about it. Yes. So, um, so I'm doing that. I used to be a school administrator, taught for eight years, school administration for 12, and then the call to pursue this full-time came into play. And so I've been engaged in theological studies for five years. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, get ready to graduate. Yes, yes, yes. So hopefully in the fall, I'll continue um, with the doctorate of ministry. Doctor of Ministry, I should big say, plans. here at Gardner Webb. Big so. plans, big plans. Yes. I do admire that. Um, for those who are watching, they, they don't know, but this is the second time yes. <laughs> that we're doing this it interview. And the reason is, is, is because last time I mentioned, um, and I used the phrase, um, female pastor or woman pastor. Mm-hmm. And I saw how that could be offensive right. to um, those who are in a profession and who just want to be a pastor. Right. So, but let's, let's get beyond that. Can you tell us or mm-hmm. tell me? Um, some struggles that you've had with mm-hmm. with this role um, and the fact that even I had to catch myself and say, you know what, she's a pastor. That, it makes no sense for me to right. say she's a female pastor, right. you're a pastor. You wouldn't do that to a man. Right. So just tell me about that journey, mm-hmm. um, what you've been through, mm-hmm. anything you want to share. Sure. I can tell you that um, being called into ministry, my father's a pastor. Okay. And so, of course, you know, being my father, he's very protective of his daughter. And so, of course, he doesn't, you know, have anything against um, female pastors because he has a daughter who preaches. So, but I will say this, that there were some of his colleagues who were not accepting of women in ministry. And I can remember um, early on um, in ministry that we visited a local church. And so they invited him to the pulpit. But, of Mm -hmm. course, I was not welcome. And so my father hesitated, and he was like, if my daughter's not welcome, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And I just encouraged him. I said, go ahead and take the pulpit. It's okay. Because wherever I am, I am. And to be honest with you, I know that that is a huge thing, especially here in the South. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes you'll hear women can preach, but then they can't pastor. Yeah. You know, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. For me, I know... And I understand and take seriously um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, where it talks about male and female, he created them. And so we're created equal. This, this, gender, and, this gender inequality and equities, all of that comes as a result of the fall. You know that. And so unfortunately, it's been perpetuated down through the generations, and it's still in the church. So... I'll be honest with you, I already know and I already knew that was on the table, but I didn't let that stop me because I just feel like this. I didn't create myself and I didn't call myself. So what does gender have to do with it? That's right. Okay. Um, um, and I'm listening to you speak. Do you feel like now you started, is a church plant or? Yes. I'm the founder of this church. Okay. 
And so the Lord and I built this church, and it's been going on 12 years now. Wow. Do you feel like that is the route that pastors have to take? Or do you see more of that? Yes. Okay. Especially with women. Yeah. I see a lot of women stepping out of the boxes that have been cre created for us by denominations and, and also by doctrine. And so I'm seeing a lot of my sisters in ministry step out, being led out, not necessarily just saying, I'm, I'm going to plant a church. I just believe that you have to be called to do that because not everybody is called to plant a church and to pastor a church plant. I believe that there, there, there has to be a specific anointing that you have to do that because you're a builder. Yeah. Because you don't have, you know, this already established mm -hmm. ministry with already established the ministries within and, it yeah. and all of that. So you have to do your homework. you got to study. you got to make sure that you are sensitive enough about the people who are in the congregation and where their gifts are and where they can best fit. Yeah. So this is not for the faint yeah. of heart. That's right. You have to be called to this just like you have to be called to ministry. I believe any gift. Yeah is a call. That's right. And so you have to know what your call is. And not everyone is meant wow. to plant a church and a pastor one. Mm -hmm. So some people they, they move very well, um, I'd like I would like to say okay. in church inheritance where you inherit a church mm -hmm. or some move where churches are already established mm -hmm. and they go in and they do very well. I know that wouldn't work for me. Because I'm just out of the box, and <laughs> you are. and I enjoy being out of the box, and you know there are some people who have an issue with that, but that's their problem. It's not mine. I just believe that when God created us, there's no theologian, alive or dead, who can tell us the blueprint for the image. Yeah. So I just that's believe good. that God left it open so that it could be diverse. And so there's so many of us, especially women, who try to fit in boxes mm -hmm. and you know just to be accepted. My thing is this, if God called you, then you already endorsed. That's so right. why are you seeking outside approval? Yeah. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about the culture of your church. How, how is it? Okay. Is it, we said out the box. Mm -hmm. um, now, do we step in and sing the hymns and the, like, tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit. You know, our church, we are free, free in God, alive in the spirit church. Okay. We are. We're non-denominational. We started off as Baptists. We've made the shift mm -hmm. into non-denominationalism, if that's the word. But um, I can tell you, the culture of my church is I have... I think our oldest member is 82, okay. and our youngest may be six. Okay. So millennials are there. Mm -hmm. I've got seniors who are there, the seasoned saints who yeah, are there. Right. Also, those of us who are like me in so their well, 40s, some in their 30s. It's, it's quite the hodgepodge of people there, but I love it. And because even the seniors who have grown up in church and are used to certain traditions and that type of thing, even they're like, oh, I'm embracing this. I love this, That's you right. know. We're not as regimented having the printed programs. We did away with programs. We, we did away with those a few years ago because people were writing on them, tearing them up in, yeah. in, the, in the seat. So it's like, well, obviously you don't care about the floor. So why are we spending this money? Now, we do have, you know, an order of worship, but we allow the spirit to have his way. Yeah. So Awesome. Yeah. Now, I do see a lot of um, ministries being birthed, a lot of young mm -hmm. A lot of young pastors yes. birthing ministries. Mm -hmm. um, so I saw one dealing with the Esther. You know, we can make up different names. Sure. Um, when it comes to mentorship, mm -hmm. what is your take on that for young women, mm -hmm. young men as right. well? Finding that mentor, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, having that Paul to Timothy type of. Right. What is I think that's important because, I, you know, but for me, it's, that's been hard for me okay. to have that mentor. I. I you know, of course I had, you know, fathers in ministry. You know, my father, who's a pastor, I came out of his church, um, had another pastor to train me in ministry. So I've had that type of covering, per se, but not necessarily a mentor in this. It's been pretty much God and me. Yeah. I have a brother who's a pastor as well. He's a pastor of restorative care at K Chapel Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi. So... He came in and helped me as far as, you know, setting up certain structures. But as far as having that person to, I guess you could say, oversee, I didn't have that. And, and it's okay. Yeah. I, I'm all right with that. But what's interesting is that God has called me to mentor okay. 
other pastors and not just new pastors. I, you know, I also mentor very well-seasoned pastors because God has just given me that gift of leadership and structure and order within the church. So even though I'm out of the box, I have a way of training and teaching leaders how to do that but still be in line with what the text says. Okay. Now, how, how careful are you with, do you just mentor anybody or are you no. looking for a specific? No. I have to be, again, I have to be called to mentor you. Yeah. Because not everyone, you know, sometimes people are drawn to a persona. Yeah. And they're not necessarily drawn to the heart of the person. Yeah. And so I believe we have to be real clear about that. Yeah. That our egos are not, you know, being fed by people who just want to be a part of, oh, well, she looks interesting. Oh, she looks different. Oh, she's out the box, I, I, she's out the box like I am. You know, I like, she wears different hair colors. She yeah. does this, that, and the other. So I think she could, she could probably mentor me. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of, the, some of my mentees don't do any of this. Yeah. And so I believe it has to be about your heart. It has to be a heart-to-heart -heart relationship, not just, oh, well, I like the way she preaches, or, oh, she can do this, she can do that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's who I need to be covered by. That's not how this works. But there are several pastors, several pastors, leaders who serve as mentors who don't care. They just say, well, come on, come on, you can be my son, you can be my daughter. But there's no connectivity beyond just that this is my spiritual mother, this is my spiritual father, that type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, let's talk a little bit about, what can we talk about? <laughs> um, it was something that was, I, I thought about okay. I thought about it on the way over All right. that I really wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, and it dealt with Pressures to marry your ministry. Yeah. Pressures to marry your ministry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, mm -hmm. because I, I have friends who have mm -hmm. married mm -hmm. to gain that pastorate. Right. You know, and mm -hmm. not for love of That's anything right. else, just mm -hmm. to get into that. So, mm -hmm. can you talk to me a little bit? Sure. And give some advice to young people, not just. Sure, <laughs> sure not I can. Them. Yes. Well, first of all, I see that pressure more with men than with women who are single in ministry. Because I was married when I started the church. When the church started, I was married. Okay. But then I became divorced four years later. Okay. So my story is the opposite, mm -hmm. where I started off that way but ended up divorced. Yeah. And I can tell you that it has not been so much of pressure for me. Okay. I, I think, you know... I, I don't know. I just see it more for men. I, I just see it where they, you know, you have even women who are in the congregation who say, well, my pastor's single. He needs to get right. He needs somebody to take care of <laughs> right, him. Right. But I've also met some male pastors who don't want to be married. Yeah. Who are just fine the way that they are. Mm -hmm. This is a choice that they've made. And I just believe God will honor your choice. That's right. But as far as those who are marrying so that they can get a church, you're setting yourself up for failure. You are. Because if this woman that you're in pursuit of is marrying you for love and you're just marrying her so that you can get a position, then you're already separated. Yeah. Right, you, you never become one. Yeah. Because for you, it's about getting and keeping a position. Mm -hmm. For her, it may be about love. Yeah. And it could be vice versa now. Yeah. Because you do have some pastors who want to marry for love yeah. and then the woman that they pursue only wants them for the position. Yes, it so it's not just one-sided. Right. You, you do have some folks you who's, who just pretty much hone in on pastors. Yes. And as long, it doesn't matter if, if he treats me well or whatever, as long as he has that pastor behind his name right. or in front of his name, right. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it still goes back to that call. Yeah. I feel like in order to be married to someone in ministry, you have to be built for that. Because the stresses and the time constraints sometimes mm -hmm. they, they can talk about yeah. they can be you know that can be quite daunting, especially when you're trying to build a marriage. Right. And so I think that that person who marries a pastor or marries I don't care if they're male or female, if you marry someone who is in the pastorate, mm -hmm. then you have to have a strong sense of self. Mm -hmm. And you also have to know what your call is yeah. too. Because it's time out for just people marrying pastors. You sitting on the front row, you got this nice hat, this right. suit. That's cool right. if that's what you want to do. Yeah. 
But to me, that woman has a call too. That's right. That woman has something that she can contribute mm -hmm. um, to the kingdom as well. So I think to me, the, the kingdom marriages that I've seen that have just been just beautiful to me are the ones who are created equal. Yeah. Where the woman, she, she knows God. She knows God for herself. She's in relationship with God. And her husband knows God in relationship with God for himself. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't put these unrealistic expectations on her. Yeah. And she doesn't put them on him. And they tend to flow. And they also, together, mm -hmm. let the congregation know, look, yeah. this is our time. This is our day. Yeah. We, we date on this right. night. You know, don't call. It's an extreme emergency. Don't call. Yeah. And, and I just feel like that you have to be intentional about that if you're married, even if you're single. Because people think, oh, you're single, you got out to have work. Yeah. You, you don't have anything else to do. I can just call you. I can just call me on the <laughs> Right, yeah. But it's about setting those proper boundaries, right. whether you're married or single. But I, just to get married, just to get a position, that's a no-no. No-no. Okay. Not at all. Well, I want to end with... Um, you're, you have personal ministry, well, your own ministry. Paul Bruce Ministries, yes. Oh, okay, so what do you do within that ministry? How yes. do people contact you? Sure. sure. Paul Bruce Ministries is more therapeutic. Um, it's, it's spiritual and it's therapeutic because that's when I do the one-on-one -on -one mentoring, leadership mentoring. Also, I'm available to do group work as well. Um, you know, some of the most powerful work that I do is when I'm invited in and the first question that I ask the group is, who are you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, oftentimes when the question is asked, I get, well, I'm a wife or I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm this. We define ourselves by roles, yeah. but that's not who we are. Right. Because right. those roles, we make them, they don't make us. Yeah. So I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring and that type of thing to get to core issues. Mm -hmm. I believe that I am called to specifically coach pastors because right now that's what I'm doing. You know, usually it's about, you know, private things that I can discern spiritually and, you know, that I will share with them. And then it's like, wow, you're right on point. You know, can I talk with you more? And so I find myself doing a lot of that. I do workshops, leadership work, workshops, um, also women's ministry, that type of thing. Love doing that. But, um, but that's what Paula Bruce Ministries is about. Um, I have a Facebook page. Yeah. You can look me up there. Also, um, my personal email, okay. um, pbruce0126 at hotmail.com. That's another way you can reach out to me. Okay. Um, I would rather you email me, reach out to me on Facebook. I can share my personal number with okay. you that way. Okay. So. Listen, team, that's our time. This is Transform the Game Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Hempel Jr. I want to thank our guest, Pastor Paula Bruce of Freedom Alive Church of Greenville for this conversation that has really transformed the way I think about women in ministry. That's a buzzer. Game over.